0: back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. My name is Elizabeth and I am your host. I am the owner and founder of The Separation Club. I'm also a mother of four grown sons. I'm a stepmom to three. I'm remarried, obviously divorced, and I'm here to talk to you about everything that goes with all of that. The end of a marriage or a long-term relationship is devastating and disruptive to your life. Whether you're the one who ended it or your partner did, this is possibly the most difficult period of your life to date. It feels like being thrown into an emotional spin cycle that is never going to end and only takes very brief breaks. Today I want to talk to you about getting your mind working for you instead of against you. Yes, we're talking about mindset. It truly makes all the difference and can change the entire trajectory of how you heal and grow through this. All I ask of you today is that you are open to the possibility of that as you listen to this episode. So let's dive in. Welcome back. I so appreciate you being here and leaning into this conversation with me. In the last episode, I spoke more generally about healing and self-care. Self-care is so important as you go through this, as I pointed out then. But today, I want to dig a little bit more into the mindset of it. This past weekend, I was reminded by one of my sons to stay true to the message I wanna share with you here on this podcast. He didn't say it exactly like that, but his question was more around whether I was sharing my thoughts on healing and spirituality. And my immediate thought was that I'm a bit afraid to do that, but I reminded myself of my promise to you and to myself to show up as me and share my journey with you in the hopes that you can benefit from what I learned without having to spend all that time learning it as I did. Like so many of you, I lost myself in my marriage and also to motherhood and probably partly because when I married at 23, I really had no idea who I was anyway. Like, who does? I thought I did, of course, as all 20-somethings do, but I know now that I really had no idea who I was I didn't have the wisdom that life gives you and the understanding of how much things change constantly. When our marriage of almost 20 years ended, I was left with a huge void. Not because I had such a great marriage or because he was my best friend. I know a lot of you describe your partners like that. That is not how I would identify his place in my life, but rather because I felt I was losing my identity. I had been a wife and mother for so long, almost half my life, and I had no idea who I was without that. I was, of course, still a mother, but in a different way. And in the early days, it felt like I was losing that as well, or at least who I'd been to them. You know, up until that day, I had provided them with safety, security, and love. Everything had kind of come easily for them. They didn't know anything else. And now I had to find a way to guide them through this, which was devastating for them as well, of course, and still try to make them feel or help them feel safe, secure, and, of course, deeply loved. But first I had to heal myself. And in order to do that, I had to figure out who I was at that time. And it was sort of a beginning of an awakening of me learning to reconnect with that part, to reconnect with my voice and what I believed in, my integrity, my values, all those very important things that I had let go of in some ways. And the only way that I was really able to do that or start that journey was to let go of the old me the one that I had been right up until the day my marriage ended. It's not easy to let one part of us end and die off, if you will, to close your heart to a dream, a person, a future, and to let go of who they've been to you for two decades. And now I needed to place him in a different category altogether. It's even harder to let go of this version of yourself. It's what you know and what you're comfortable with. It feels easy and natural because you have been doing this You have been this person for such a long time. It's so hard to let go of that because we're trying to hold on to something that no longer exists. We hang on in order to understand, to grasp what happened, and perhaps to try to get it back. And in doing so, we continue to let go of ourselves and of our heart's longing. This pain that you're feeling right now, it has a purpose, actually. And it is not intended to be there long term. It's only really meant to help you let go of what is no longer for you. Change is hard. Letting go of someone who feels so intertwined with who you see yourself as can feel impossible. And this is, of course, made worse when that person wants to let go of you, even when you don't want that. There are so many different circumstances under which marriages end. They're all hard. I just want to say that. I had an epiphany while reading Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart some months ago. It was the chapter on fitting in versus belonging. Fitting in was explained as what we do and how we act and the changes we make in the effort to belong. But we end up fitting in. We change how we think or act so that others will allow us to spend time with them and sort of belong with them. Whereas true belonging is when we are accepted by another or others as we are. We're loved and brought in because of who we are. Bottom line is we all seek belonging. It's a deep need that is too often replaced by sort of settling for fitting in out of fear, rejection, and loss of love. I realized that I had never really reached that real sense of belonging with my ex-husband. I didn't feel safe being myself. I didn't feel I was loved for just being me, except perhaps in the very beginning when we were you know, dating and first married. I started to feel that he didn't really like who I was after a while. I do see now that a lot of that was, of course, a narrative made up by me. And that it stemmed from my childhood and and as a teenager you know just like back then um at home i so often felt like i wasn't living up to expectations i don't really know where all of that started but i know it made me change how i was around people and little by little i let go of me i didn't even know i was doing it i was trying to be what people expected i was trying to be or give them what i thought they wanted from me i tried to fit in so i could belong instead of finding those who accepted me and loved me for who I was. I do have some really good friends who really do accept me as I am. And with them, I feel good enough, worthy, and that I have value as a human just as I am to them. I'm sure you also have some of these people in your life, and they're gold. Hang on to them. I think we also want that to be our partner that feels that way about us. And for many of you, you might have had this, which of course makes all of this so difficult. This quest for belonging that ends up settling into some version of fitting in is something we have to own for ourselves. We choose to settle, and we can choose not to. It might feel harder to do that right now, but when you allow yourself to let go of those people who love your willingness to live up to their expectations more than who you really are, that's when you experience freedom and ease in your life. No more trying, pushing, or pulling. No more bending your boundaries or ignoring them altogether. Instead, be you, gloriously you, and be loved for that. And be watchful and reject those who pretend to or think they like you as you are, but who are really trying to make you fit into how they think you should be. They will generally have some things to say to you that might sound nice in the moment, but they really aren't like, you're too nice or too this or too little of this, or they kind of make those jokes about you. So it sounds like a compliment, but it doesn't feel good. That's your red flag. Anyway. It's at this point in our lives when we're kind of letting go of people, if you will. Whether you wanted to or not, that is what happens when we go through divorce. And this is your opportunity to make sure that any people who now come into your life or who are going to stay in your life are worthy of that spot. Because this is when we get to choose our mindset. We choose what we believe and how we're going to show up. Our attitude is how we show up in this world and how we project or display our beliefs. Changing your mindset means changing your attitude by changing your beliefs. Who we are today is who we believe we were yesterday. If you believe you are less than someone else or not worthy of love or attention, a job, then that's how you will show up as someone who's not worthy. And that's how people might see you. Change how you think about yourself. Change what you believe you're capable of. Shift who you believe yourself to be, or rather change how you see yourself and start seeing the good instead of only the not so good that you've been telling yourself or allowing others to say about you. It's also entirely possible that you've been hearing a lot about what's wrong with you lately from your soon-to-be ex. And as a result of that, it is more important now than ever to focus on your mindset. We can choose what we believe and how we're going to show up in this world. Our attitude is how we project or display our beliefs. Changing your mindset means changing your attitude by changing your beliefs or what you believe about yourself, who we are today, is who we believe we were yesterday. If you believe you're less than someone else or not worthy of love, not worthy of attention or a job or whatever, then that's how you show up. Like you're not deserving of it. You won't ask for that thing, that promotion, the date, the the love, the respect, whatever it is. And then that's how people might end up seeing you. Changing your mindset or developing a mindset that is going to help you through this time, very possibly means changing how you think about yourself, changing what you believe you're capable of, and changing who you believe yourself to be. When you can shift and start seeing yourself, or see, or rather seeing the good in you, instead of only the not so good that you've been telling yourself, then it changes how other people see you as well. That summer when my marriage ended, there was one question that kept showing up, and I know it does for so many of you as well, because you tell me, and that's, who am I? That's a really big question. I'm not sure I'd ever actually asked myself that, and even like what my dreams were. I knew that way back, I had a dream of getting married and having children, so I was doing that. How I wanted to show up in my life moving forward, what did I want out of life? And I suddenly found myself really wanting answers to these questions. Like these these questions were buzzing in my head every day. And like I said, I know they're in your mind too because of so many women that I work with tell me that. For me, it showed up as these repeating questions, but also this incredible pull to spend time in silence, in reflection, um, so that I could start answering those questions. And it was doing that that helped me rediscover who I am and also who I want to be. When people go through a crisis, it's really hard to hide who you are. Your usual guards, you know, safeguards, they fall down. Your usual coping mechanisms might not work or be available to you. You fall back to the default of what you believe or who you believe you are. I spoke with someone today whose husband has managed to convince her that he is trying to find a way to forgive her for making him so unhappy that he had an emotional affair. (laughs) My immediate thought was, wow, well done, buddy. Gaslighting 101, perfect score, right? I will be working with her to rewire that thinking so she can understand that this is his guilt and his low self-esteem that he's projecting onto her. And that she did not do anything to deserve this, nor does she need to be forgiven for his poor choices. Those were his choices. His choice to have that emotional affair came out of somewhere. It came out of some um, belief or rather maybe lack of belief in himself or whatever. I have no idea. I have not spoken to this individual. But suffice it to say that when people make really poor choices for themselves, they're not feeling good about themselves generally. And that's on him and not her. By changing her thinking from I deserve this, to I did my best and I did not deserve his lying and cheating, she can now reach for a much more worthy approach to life, one that will allow her to ask for what she wants and deserves and to ask this of herself as well. You see, when you take the time to listen, like really listen to yourself and and also listen to your body, your heart, your intuition will always guide you. The questions I mentioned to you didn't come from my logical mind. They came from my heart. And so did the answers, though I will say it often felt like they came with the wind as I did so much of this work sitting outside on a dock, actually, by a lake and staring at the waves and the horizon and simply allowing my thoughts to run anywhere they wanted. And the answers were given to me. It is in silence that we are given our answers, that we're given solutions, that we can hear our our own voice, which is our own inner guidance system, sharing with us the answers and how we can move forward, how we can heal, and how we can have the life that we deserve. So, what is your dream? What is your soul whispering to you? Who are you in your heart? Without ever having met you, I know you are loving, kind, and compassionate. I know you were born to greatness. You were born to share yourself with those you love in your own unique way. And I know that so many are better off in life because you're in it. I know this to be true because we were all born to be that, to have that. And then we forget or we lose sight of it or we allow someone to convince us that that is not who we are. I'm inviting you here right now to come back home to you is what will change everything, and it's what we do when women come home to themselves here at my retreats or inside my courses and membership. In fact, one of those courses is about to start again in October. It's called Freedom to Rise. It's a transformational journey for anyone who takes it. And honestly, every single time I run it, it changes everything for me as well. I learn so much from my students as they all bring something different to the group, as they're all learning different lessons and they're all showing up in different ways not just for themselves but for each other. So please stay tuned to the end because I have something I want to tell you about that and I also have a gift for you. Look, I hear you. You're going through a really tough time, and it might feel so impossible to get in touch with this part of yourself in between the anxiety, stress, constant crying, um, calls from your lawyer, text messages from your ex, and all of that is overwhelming. And perhaps you're more in the numb stage or the angry stage. No matter where you're at, this work is important. I know you want to feel at peace, to hurt less, to be less angry and feel happy again. There's only one way to get there, and that is to reach within. It's not created by someone else. It's a gift you give yourself. You have all the wisdom, the knowledge, the insight, the courage, and love you need to get through this. I promise you. It might be a long time since you have felt your inner light, since you have felt that you were truly free to love without fear of scarcity or pain, without fear of rejection and loss of love, you might be so emotionally exhausted that you feel you have no capacity for any healing or sharing of anything. This is actually your body, your heart, asking you to slow down and stop trying. It's like you're giving yourself permission to rest. And when you rest, And when you stop fixing, and when you stop being everything to everyone except yourself, that's when the healing happens. That's when the growth happens. That's when you find your light again. Healing is not a linear journey, it doesn't have specific steps that I can give you. I really wish it did. But what I know for certain, because I've done it, is that you will heal through self love, self compassion, and self forgiveness. I will be talking more about all of those things moving forward but today we're focused on mindset, which again is our attitude and belief about something. What is your attitude towards yourself, your life, your role in the marriage? What do you believe about yourself and your future? Every time you think something negative about yourself, you turn the light off and limit your capacity to love yourself a little bit more. So instead of asking yourself what you did wrong list the things you did right instead of asking why did your partner stop loving you ask yourself when you did i know that's a big one you might even want to pause the podcast here so that you can work through those questions that i just posed in your journal one at a time as you learn the answers to those questions you will develop a mindset with new attitudes and beliefs about who you are and who you want to be it'll start to become more clear to you you'll start to feel more brave more lovable, more worthy, more like you. How do you want to show up in this life as a mother, friend, daughter, future partner? You know, my biggest blessing in my divorce was the gift of being able to start my life as me, truly me. It didn't feel too late. I had no regrets. I had no resentment that I hadn't done this sooner. I was just glad I was doing it now. I still remember the moment I said out loud to myself, I am who I am. And will never again give up on myself for someone or something else. I realized that for me it wasn't about meeting someone who would love me again. it was about meeting someone with whom I could still love myself. Did you hear that? This is so big. Develop a mindset for yourself where your love for yourself and your dreams is strong enough to stay true as you love someone else. When we go through divorce. Our lives feel pretty shattered. Our sense of self is lost, and the only way to get back in touch with you and your heart, your being, your voice, is to give it space to breathe so you can start to sense it, to hear it, and honor it. In the Separation Club, we do this through mindfulness practices like meditation, journaling, and silence. Let me just talk about journaling for a moment. I know many of you have been told to journal negative thoughts out by your counselor, perhaps, or therapist. Getting them out of your head and down on paper is a great practice, especially during those early days when we're holding on to so many big and difficult feelings. But I also really encourage you to finish each journaling session with something positive. You can even write positive statements like, I showed up with kindness today, I was so loving when I said goodbye to my kids this morning. I used to tell myself and my kids, by the way, almost every day how funny I was because I noticed that I very rarely was laughing. Like I just, life felt really heavy and it eventually became a joke all by itself. Like the kids would laugh at me because they would basically say to me, no, you're not mom. You're not very funny. I'm like, yes, I am. And they would eventually laugh at that. It was like a real fake it till you make it thing. But it was what I needed to do to bring more laughter into my life when I was going through this hostile legal battle. And it actually worked. What you believe and what you tell yourself is what is. I told myself I was funny and I laughed a lot more just because I said that out loud all the time. I mentioned my course earlier, the Freedom to Rise course. Is where we do this kind of work together. One of the things that's really hard for women as they go through this or for anyone going through this is that sense of being on your own with all the pain, being the one who has to do everything alone, whatever that is, take care of the kids, take care of you, take care of the house, take care of the legal. Well, here's one thing you don't have to do alone. Your healing, your growth, your mindset changes, And if you're thinking that you might not be ready, readiness isn't a feeling. It's a decision. I heard that the other day and I just loved it. But what it essentially means is you're ready if you decide you are. All you have to do is say, yeah, I want to feel better. I'm ready to make a decision to feel better. And then I have the solution to that. So I'm inviting you to join me and the other beautiful ladies into my course, Freedom to Rise. This is the third year running it. It's so hard to believe. So many beautiful and brave women have taken this course to move forward with their healing and their lives. And one of the first things that we do is write a letter to our future selves and they have to send that letter to me. It has been incredible to receive those letters and to also have them read that letter a year later and send me another email saying, oh my God, so much of my letter has come true. That is amazing and that's just one of many things that we do together another really important module is the one where we work on our self-image our attitude and mindsets and how we think about ourselves and what we believe about ourselves all the things that i've talked about today this is where you really start putting yourself out there in your truest form honoring who you are your integrity your values and your dreams and allowing your intuition to guide you forward and also gaining an understanding of what that means and how to tune into your intuition. This is such deep and empowering work that we do together and it's joyful work, it's exciting. And we do this live online um, with me guiding you through it. We get started on October 5th and it runs for 12 weeks and we meet once a week via Zoom and every fourth week you get a one-on-one with me and I'll tell you why. I have taken so many courses over the years on many different subjects around personal growth. I've read books. I've gone to webinars. I've gone to conferences and I take notes and I think, oh, wow, that was so inspiring. That was so amazing. And then I don't do anything about it. It happens too often. And I want this course to be different for you. I want this to be something you do. And at the end of it, you actually say, wow, this changed my life. So because of that, I meet with all my students one-on-one every fourth week. And since this is the first month of my podcast, I'm offering you a $200 gift. It's a coupon, essentially, off the price. Plus, I'm currently running an early bird price until September 23rd, and you can use the coupon for that as well. Once the early bird is over, you can still use the coupon, but why not save as much as you can? And in addition to all of this, you get lifetime access to the course. This course and everything I've talked with you about today is about mindset and working towards a mindset that helps you heal and move forward, a mindset of beliefs and attitudes that honor you so you can live a life that is a true expression of you, your greatest gifts, and that is truly loving of yourself and others. Doing this work is easier when you're with a coach and also with others doing the same work. I'm always blown away by what a big impact it has to be among other women who are supporting you as you are doing this. These women have become friends for life and are now planning on rooming together at my upcoming Costa Rica retreat in March. And also even here at my home this past weekend, um, the Rising Moon Sisters retreat, we all got together and several of these women have taken the course together and that's how they met and now they met in person. Honestly, All of this is way beyond what I'd ever even thought possible when I created the Separation Club. But here we are, changing each other's lives, letting each other know that no one is alone on this journey, that every single one of us is loved and that we matter, and that there truly is a safe space to do this work and to share. So thank you for being part of this community here simply by listening and opening your heart to what I have to say to you. So please help spread the word by sharing this podcast, subscribing, and maybe even posting your review if you liked it. I'm already looking forward to hanging out with you again soon, and hopefully we'll be able to meet you in my next Rise pod of the Freedom to Rise course. Until next time, have a beautiful day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. It has truly been a pleasure and a privilege to spend this time with you and to be allowed into your headsets. Before I go, I just wanted to remind you once again of the Freedom to Rise course, which is coming up this October. You can learn more about the course by heading over to the website, theseparationclub.com slash yes. And once you're there, don't forget to use the coupon that I've created just for you during the first month of this podcast. The coupon code is newpodcast200 and you will also find it in the show notes below. So thanks again and I will hopefully be talking to you again very soon.